seems like everyone grows up over the summer. Like I remember always coming back to the school, like all my friends are <laughs> 10 feet tall. Welcome to the Teen Life Podcast, where we believe that teenagers are not a problem to be solved, but we are here to help you equip teenagers through the power of connection. I'm Carly Duke, and I am so excited to be here with Chris Roby. Hey, Carly. So let's just get into today. How was college for you? I loved college. Really? Right? Like, and, I, and I wasn't a big, like, like high school I could have been without. Like, I didn't, I didn't like, really like high school that much because I partly because I moved a lot. And so like only was at three years of this one high school. And so I didn't know anyone, whatever. But something about going to college and I, and I actually, I didn't have the typical college experience. My college was in my hometown. Okay. So I, so I live with my parents actually in their old garage apartment. So I kind of <laughs> felt like I was independent. It was a dump, but I went to college in the same town I lived in. And yeah, just so much about it was, um, you know, just learning about myself and having that freedom and working and all those different things. Um, it was, I love, I loved college. When you made the decision to go to college, cause you said you went in your hometown, mm -hmm. were there other colleges you considered? Was it kind of like now this is where I'm going no matter what? Not really. I mean, uh, the other colleges that were available were super expensive. Mm -hmm. And um, essentially, my folks said, if you want us to pay for your college, go here. <laughs> and so so <laughs> I remember enrolling, not being super excited about it, thinking, oh, this is not the, you know, I'm kind of choosing the cheaper option. But it just turned out to be a lot different than I thought. I think today I want to talk a little bit about college experiences because it's so different now. <laughs> Well, hang and on, we hang on. Before we move on, I want to hear about oh, your no. college experience. I loved college. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm one of the weird people who enjoyed school. Mm -hmm. I always kind of enjoyed school, but college was so fun. Mm -hmm. I ended up going to ACU, which is where my parents went, and I pretended like I was looking at other schools, and I never, I don't think I even applied anywhere else. Uh -huh. But that was to me an easy decision. But my parents never pressured me into that. I think sometimes. Like we didn't, and we didn't go to Abilene all the time, mm -hmm. or be invested in that. I ha I heard stories of my parents going to college, but there wasn't a ton of pressure to do that. But there weren't really other options that I considered. Mm -hmm. And part of me wishes should I have looked other places, but I also loved it. I wouldn't trade in my experience for anything else. Well, what's so funny about this is that people are deeply rooted in when they went to college. Yeah, especially if they had a big sports team you know, mm -hmm. big football team or basketball or whatever. Um, and the big reason why is it's such, you know, developmentally formative time of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are coming out of adolescence and you're on your own. You think you're on your own. <laughs> 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 because if your parents weren't there, you know, f you know, bankrolling this whole thing, you wouldn't be there. But you think, you, you think you're on your mm -hmm. own more. And it just deeply forms you. It forms everything about how you view life going forward. Um, and it just, it's that indelible memory of that time, that, that time of life. Right. And I think sometimes we think our students even going to college anymore. And I feel like that's less and less, or at least I'm hearing that college is going to go away in a few years and mm -hmm. everyone's just going to do, I don't know, online learning or whatever. Mm -hmm. I hope not. Because as we're talking about, there's an experience to going and being somewhere mm -hmm. in person, but just I'll throw a stat out okay. as the stat queen. Mm-hmm. Of the 2.7 million who graduated from high school last year, 
61.8% enrolled in college. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So college is still, and if you even think about that as in the midst of pandemics, still mm-hmm. those numbers were. And so college is very much still a thing. And as you said, where people go to college is a big deal. And so what do we even, what as a parent do you do if your student chooses to not go where you wanted them to go? Yeah, this is interesting. So we, um, my wife went to the same school that you did, Abilene Christian. Um, I did not. I uh, went to a dinky state school. And so <laughs> it kind of was. Um, but we we had those conversations a lot because she's like you had a, just a life changing experience on that on that campus. And this is not sponsored by ACU, just so you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but she she's trying to be as objective as she can, mm-hmm. even though we were a few years off from having these conversations of what if our kids don't choose that school? Like I don't have the vested interest in that. You know, they can go wherever they want because I, I did love my school, but it wasn't like I'm loyal to them, right? Right. Um, but I think being aware of your own biases as a parent is really important because I I hear a lot of kids don't want to go where their their parents went. Mm-hmm. Well, I think especially if you have, if you and your spouse went to the same school and had a good experience, if you live in a certain state and want them to stay close to home. Mm-hmm. That's different. They choose to move cross country and that's where they want to go. I think trying to figure out what are my expectations and how do I temper that? Mm -hmm. Because every kid is different. And I have lots of friends. My siblings all went to the same school. We Mm -hmm. all went to the same school. And I don't even know if that was the plan. My parents maybe are evil geniuses and did not make us feel like we were pressured, but secretly we were, maybe. I know your parents. I I think they could have pulled that (laughs) off. (laughs) But... That would also be hard if you have maybe older siblings that went somewhere and if a student feels pressured to go where their siblings went and they choose something different. And so I think as parents, especially, as you're saying, face that. What are my expectations? And maybe even play out beforehand what happens if they don't Mm -hmm. choose that. I think being able to think in the big picture as a parent is really important, too, because that school that you went to that you you so care about might not actually meet the needs of your kid's future mm. very well. And you know what what are their their aspirations? Because yeah, you might have gone to that college, but that's four to five years of their life compared to the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And so there's something they're really wanting to do that doesn't really align with your alma mater might not make a lot of sense. When I think, especially when it comes to the conversation of state school versus private or Christian mm-hmm. university. I will just say you can find incredible friends and incredible experiences anywhere. Mm-hmm. And you can also find negative influences and negative experiences anywhere. Anywhere. And so I will say, I feel like sometimes that's a question of, well, my student chose a state school. Will they get in with the wrong crowd? Will they end up having experiences that I don't want them to have? If they rush the sorority and live in this sorority house, what does that look like if for my vision of their future? Mm-hmm. And I will just say it's up to that student. And if you've prepared them well and talked about it well, they can find incredible friends and incredible experiences, even if they didn't go where you thought they were going to go or where you went. Right, right. It, it, it absolutely goes both ways. Uh, I've got had many friends that went to more Christian schools who've gotten a lot of problems, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of trouble. And and it happens everywhere. 
And so that take some comfort in that um, and, and take some pride in your own parenting um, that, that you've prepared them well to, to make that jump yeah. um, and have those conversations as they do that. I do think what's so different from when we went to college, Chris, is finding schools is a whole new process now. Because used to, you got in your car and you drove and you toured the campus. And that's how you found out about schools. And now so much is on social media mm-hmm. or Facebook groups for incoming students. They can visit schools online. They can find roommates online through different things. And they could even, your student could be looking at a school that you had no idea that they were even interested in and you never visited because they saw it online. That's that's crazy. Because the whole college visit experience is a big deal. You hear about mm-hmm. it all the time where you just uh, actually, a uh, family we know, they did a cross country, just kind of hitting different schools over spring break. And, you know, I'm not sure that she's going to go to any of them, but just that experience. But now that you can do it all virtually and it's all, all right there, it, I think there could be some really cool things that come from that. Well, and I think maybe even as a parent asking that question, what schools have you been looking at online? Hmm. Are there any you want to visit instead of just saying, hey, here's where we're going. Here are the schools we're going to visit. Make sure you're checking in with your student of where would you like to go? Mm-hmm. What has the major that you want? Because that's a big deal, too. I know students who are like, I really want to go to that school, but they don't have what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. What I want to do with my career is not going to be the best at that school, so I'm going to choose to go somewhere else. And so having even those conversations, do you know what you want to do? Let's look into the schools that are going to help you get there. I would imagine, too, with social media and algorithms that a lot of a lot of our students are being pretty aggressively marketed by schools yes. you're not aware of. Yeah. So what's what's popping up in your feed um, based upon whatever their interests are? I imagine there's schools that are really aggressively marketing, and so that's going to affect their perception of that school if, if they're pursuing them or they perceive they're pursuing them. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not know actually who all they're looking at. Yeah, interesting. Let's talk about just a few basic tips for freshmen in college who might be starting this fall. So especially if you have a student who just graduated, Mm -hmm. here are some of our tips. Um, First of all, rushing is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So fraternities and sororities, I went to a Christian university, so it was very different Mm -hmm. than especially state schools. But I will just say, have them do research before, Mm -hmm. especially if they rush either before they start school or right at the beginning. Ask around because the perception of other people maybe who even aren't in that fraternity or sorority makes a difference. Mm. And other people might see something that you won't if you only talk to people that are there. Absolutely. And with that, encourage your student to make a lot of friends. I mean, obviously, when you rush a club or a sorority or fraternity, you know that's where a lot of those acquaintances will be. But a lot of those friends that they make, especially those early years, tend to stick. Mm-hmm. And I, I know a lot of my friends from early college are people I still talk to and affect my life. And so um, make lots of friends because those options are always a good thing. Yeah, because you might be friends with someone and then find out, oh, they're different than I thought. Mm-hmm. And if you only made one friend, you're almost, you feel stuck. Make lots of friends. And don't make your best friend your roommate. Yes. <laughs> That's just... Practical tips and tricks from someone who's been there. <laughs> yes, especially maybe that freshman roommate if you don't know them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I will say, if possible, if you're a parent listening, don't let them come home right away if they're going somewhere else. Um, I didn't look up the stats on this, but the stats of like students who come home like in the first week end or two, 
I feel like are a higher risk of not going back. Hmm. And my parents told me I was not allowed to come home until my high school homecoming, Hmm. which felt awful. Now, I will say they did come visit me Mm -hmm. once. So it wasn't like I didn't see them. But their whole deal was you make friends on the weekends. Hmm. Don't only be coming home all the time. Because if they're constantly coming home, they might miss out on those experiences that they might need early on. Now, for this summer, here are a few more tips if you're a parent. There's some things that you can be doing this summer to help them for college. Um, As you talked about for a roommate, if they've never shared a room with a sibling or anyone else, let's maybe work on how to be a good roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Clean up after yourself. Yeah. I had a roommate that always messed with the air, my Mm. freshman roommate, and it was so annoying. And I'd be like, could you stop? Like, what are you doing? Like, that is so rude. Yeah. Or banging in in the middle of the night when I was sleeping. Just common courtesy things. Mm -hmm. Maybe talk through that. Um, Maybe do a lesson on washing clothes. Yeah. And sheets, especially for your males. Oh, yeah. You got to wash those. Yeah. (laughs) You you never think about that when you're a guy. You just go to bed. (laughs) Exactly. But gross. Mm -hmm. And then finally, try not to hold on too tight. The summer, I feel like I was so ready to go. And then as we got closer, I was like, man, I want to stay. But I also had such a great experience with my family. But if you're holding on so tight that then they're like, I've got to get out of here because I'm being smothered. That's not what you want to leave your teenagers with before they leave for college. I think the wisdom that you shared earlier about about not having your your kids come home too early. I think that's a version of not holding on too tight of basically Mm -hmm. saying you're out of the nest. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and that's hard. That's, I'm sure that was incredibly painful for your parents. They probably didn't show it. Mm-hmm. That, that was very, very painful to say, uh, we don't want you to come back yeah. until high school reunion or uh, homecoming. Um, those, those things that you can do where you're, you're communicating to them, you have this, you got this, we're always going to be here is super healthy. For the trend, Chris, because we are getting into summer. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some summer jobs. Did you uh, ever have a fun summer job? My my favorite jobs were in the summer. Actually, I was talking to someone about this recently. I don't know what. Oh, someone was mowing the grass outside and mm. I smelled it. I was like, that was my <laughs> favorite job in, in college because um, there was a, a firefighter in town who uh, would mow. Uh, he had a lawn mowing business on the side on oh, his days off. And what he would do is he would contract with these big landlords um, who just had these dumpy houses all over town that people weren't they weren't going to mow their own lawn so we would just go spend 15 minutes long just knock everything down and i think he paid me five bucks a lawn which doesn't sound like much but we would mow 30 or 40 lawns in a day and he would buy my buy my lunch and snacks and drinks and, and it was just mm-hmm. a blast every day just mowing until the sun went down and making lots of cash because he paid in cash which was great too <laughs> love that mm-hmm. i did mostly i had a job in high school, working at like our campus store, mm-hmm. which was fun. But during the summer, I babysat. And honestly, if you probably did the math on what I made hourly, it was probably very low. Mm-hmm. But it was the most fun because it was with a family I loved. I got to swim every mm-hmm. day. I got to play. And it was, I mean, just so, so fun. And there's, you're right, something about a summer job that you know it's only for a time. Mm-hmm. It's not something I have to continue to do forever, but just for this season, I get to do something different is really fun. And summer jobs are important. Mm -hmm. They help, especially if you have a teenager who maybe is too busy in the school year to have a job. Jobs help them develop skills. They help them grow. They put them in the realm of maybe new adults. Mm -hmm. 
who can speak into them. It helps them learn how to solve challenges because most of the time they're not going to be calling you in the middle of their job going, hey, this came up, what I do about it? Right. They have to figure it out yeah. on their own. And so it also helps with them earning their own money. If you say, hey, in the summer, this is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to link an article about why teens need summer jobs if you're interested, if you need to be convinced, um, because I think there's importance to play, but there's also importance to having some responsibility. And at least historically right now, um, there are so many jobs <laughs> yes. available, mm-hmm. um, especially kind of your your lower wage kind of summer kind type jobs. They're everywhere. And so they should not have a, a trouble finding somewhere to work, right. especially this summer. Yeah. So let's talk about some ideas. Maybe find your favorite coffee shop or your favorite restaurant. That's always a great place to start if you want to be in food service. Now, the ultimate summer job, I feel like, and I kind of wish I had done this, Chris, working at a snow cone stand. That does seem awesome. It does. Mm-hmm. Because they're also usually not open all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's shorter hours. Now, it's probably super hot in those little yeah. stands, I would guess. Mm-hmm. But I had friends who worked for snow cone stands and we would go visit them. They would give us free snow cones. Like mm-hmm. it just was so fun. Yeah. And usually there were other teens working. And so it kind of built a camaraderie between them. That's a fun one. You mentioned lawns. Yep. Grass is always growing in the summertime, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And so um, there's lots of lawn mowing services. A lot of uh, students I've seen will start their own uh, business over the summer. They'll buy a lawnmower, even a cheap one, a weed eater, and they'll They'll build a business within their neighborhood, basically. Yes. They'll on on the Facebook page say, "Hey, you know, I'll undercut this anyone else by five bucks and Mm -hmm. just pick up a bunch of lawns, and they don't have to really go anywhere, but just do those lawns all week long. Make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, especially because if you have teens who want to do fun things at night, Mm -hmm. you mow lawns during the day. Mm -hmm. Now it's hot, but it gets them outside. It gets them doing something. Mm -hmm. That's a great one. Like I said, babysitting is an easy one if you know someone that maybe it's every day, all day, or maybe it's just mornings. There are a lot of families who still need childcare in the summer mm-hmm. because they're working, but their kids are out of school. So look around and say, hey, who do you know that might need some help this summer? And step in for that. Camps are a big deal. When, you, when we talk about babysitting, for our family, camps are our babysitting mm-hmm. uh, with the age of our kids. So it's it's crazy, especially as the pandemic lifts and people are getting back out. Uh, camps are having a moment right now. <laughs> they're yeah. everywhere. And so- Every camp needs staff, needs needs people, kids to come or teenagers to come and be a part of it to work. Um, now, this also, you know, like babysitting assumes that your teenager likes to work with younger kids <laughs> and wants, wants to give back. That Not everyone likes that, um, and that's understandable, but that's a great option for a teenager who wants to maybe give back a little bit and get paid at the same time. When you can find what you're interested in. There are sports camps, there's science camps, Mm -hmm. nature camps. Find one that they would be interested in Mm -hmm. and go for that. Lifeguarding is another one. takes a lot of responsibility, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's an easy pools are open in the summer. So that's Mm -hmm. an easy one. Golf course caddying. One of my brothers (laughs) literally worked for a golf golf course one summer for I think a week. Okay. And he was like, this is too hard. Uh But if your teenager loves to golf, maybe they get a discount golfing too. Mm -hmm. And it's the best of both worlds. Um, And then also pet sitting or pet walking. A lot of families are going out of town instead of being like pitch it of like, hey, I know you're going on vacation. Instead of putting your pet up at PetSmart, can I watch your pet for you? Mm -hmm. Can I come feed it? So there are lots of great summer job options. And we would encourage you to encourage your teen to get a job. Yep. 
for the tip this week, Chris, I actually want to preview something that's coming. All right. Because I'm excited about it. And we have been hard at work to get this summer planned for the podcast. Yeah, so you say you're excited. I'm even more excited. I'll one-up your excitement. Oh, okay, yeah, Chris. Yeah. Okay. I, don't have, I don't have a good way of putting that. But we, as we talked about this, um, summer is always challenging when you when it comes to podcast recording. People are traveling. And so we know that people's listening uh, habits change a little bit. Yeah. And also that we're driving around with our teenagers a lot more <laughs> mm-hmm. than we typically would be. Um, we're in the car together a lot more. And so we wanted to... to, to provide uh you the listener with maybe less information like we usually do and more resources more more uh kind of conversation starters and so carly tell us a little bit about what how we're going to do that this summer so this summer what you can be expecting starting next week are a little bit shorter episodes so maybe in the 10 to 15 minute range and each episode we're going to focus around a question Mm -hmm. these are questions that Teen Life uses regularly in our groups, but you don't have to be trained to talk to these talk about these questions, but they're going to be around a topic. So for example, our first one that we're going to cover next week is about connection. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you a question. This is an episode that you can listen to with your teenager in the car, or you can listen on your own and then have the conversation after. But we're going to talk through the question, what we hear about this topic, and then even give some follow-up questions. So as you leave, here are some more conversations that you could be having because this summer we really want to encourage you to connect with a teenager in your mm-hmm. life. And this is hopefully a really easy way to do it. So if you're on a road trip, listen to the episode for 10 to 15 minutes and then turn it off and have a conversation in mm-hmm. the car. It could be even with younger kids if you don't have teenagers yet or if you've got different ages. Hopefully this is an awesome resource for you. Yeah, and we, we are putting this together if you are sitting with your teenager listening together where it's not awkward yes you can push pause and talk talk through that question if you want to but summer times are always a time of transition no matter what's going on so you're you're basically you're going from one grade to another whether you go from middle school to high school or high school to college or just even the transition between your sophomore and junior year things change mm-hmm. over the summer seems like everyone grows up over the summer like i remember always coming back to the school like all my friends are <laughs> 10 feet tall but it's a good time to to engage with these kind of questions as we transition to the next thing, to get to know your student better and for that uh, that connection, that trust to build between you. Right. So we hope that you will subscribe so you can listen to these summer episodes. We hope you'll give us feedback. If you like this, we would love to continue to do stuff like this. But we are just excited to see what this summer brings. And that's a wrap for this week. Follow us on social media. All of our links can be found in the show notes. We would also love for you to review us. That's a great way for other people to find us. And speaking of finding us, share this with a friend, especially as we go into the summer with these questions. If you have a friend that has a teenager, share this. And then maybe you can even say, hey, how did your conversation go about this topic? What did you think about that? And that is a great way to also connect with maybe your peers, your parenting peers throughout the summer. We will see you next week as we start this summer of awesome conversations.